At this time, we're going to dismiss our children to Children's Church. You're welcome to take them out through the back there and check in. So once again, we're glad to have you here today. Today is uh, Vision Sunday. This has been on the schedule now for about the last seven or eight months. We've been looking forward to this day. There's a lot of uh, material that we have to cover and a lot of things we want to tell you about. Have no fear, though. I am only going to preach 20 minutes. Okay? That's good, right? I'm going to do that two times, though. So really, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll all work out uh, to be just fine. A lot of different things, and as clear as we try to be today, I know that there will still be questions, there will be further conversations. Please email me, uh, give me a call, let's put a time on, on the schedule, get together, and let's continue to talk through these things, because even though today is kind of an end of a process that's brought us to this point, today is really a beginning of, you know, kind of a new phase, not a new ministry, but just kind of a new emphasis inside of how we do uh, church here at St. John's. Uh, two parts today. First, I'm going to tell you a little bit about the process we went through, uh, where we ended up, and couch that inside of a passage of Scripture. Then we're going to sing a little bit more, and then I'll come back and just share with you some very practical updates and things that you can look forward to in the life of our church moving forward. So, uh, why vision might be the first thing. If Because let's just remind ourselves that, again, if a vision is just a preferred picture of the future, our, our mission as a church is set forth by Jesus. God does not change. The mission of the local church does not change. Scripture doesn't change. And so why is it that we need a fresh vision or even a vision that is different from, say, the church down the road? The reality is that not, just, not that God changes or the purpose of the local church changes, but God has placed this church inside of 2018 in the United States of America, in the Northeast, inside of Washington Township, inside of a, a setting where we have this building, this staff, this history that's brought us to who we are, this nursery school, this whatever you would say that makes up St. John's, this is who we are, so how do we be faithful to how God has positioned us, how God has made us and placed us here, and what does that mean for our particular emphasis inside of the overall emphasis of being a church of Jesus Christ. And so a few things uh, for that. One is, and this isn't up there as one of the bullet points, but you got a new pastor a year ago. I hope to be here for a while. So it's important for us to think about what is the ministry that uh, we, we are trying to design and focus here. The second is we've had a rich history. Over the course of the past 20, 30, 40 years, the amount of life change that's taken place through the ministries of St. John's is an awesome thing. And so how do we continue to build off of that history but to rethink about what that looks like in a changing culture? A changing culture where most, in most areas of the country, in most churches, the general attendance numbers are on the decline. That, meant, that just means not only for new people seeking out church attendance, but also for, even for committed Christians, 
we are attending church less. And that, you know, works out. You can blame that on culture, but if we just look inside of our own lives, we all probably have more opportunities to travel than our parents did. We live in a more 24-7 culture than our parents did. And so life looks different. How do we continue to be the church, which doesn't change? How do we continue to be the church inside of this context and where we live, where we've been placed to make a difference for the cause of Christ? And so in a Vision Sunday, what we really hope to do is just establish some common language, to think together about being on the same page of how we're, we're moving inside of where God is taking us, to hopefully create some excitement, some momentum, but to also make that accessible. How do I know what my part is inside of the larger uh, picture of what we're doing? So the process began about eight or nine months ago, and we circled the state on the calendar, and we began to ask some questions together. Coming through the spring, we held vision gatherings where you had the opportunity to come, and we talked about some of the issues, um, you know, facing our church, facing our community, and just talked about life in the ministry at St. John's together. Following that, we, we formed a Joel committee, and a number of them are here today, and, and so I'm just going to mention their names. Uh, on the Joel committee were Amy Bear and Donna Myers and Tracy Duffield, Kayla Harrison, Bill Wiley, Rob Morales, Phil Barnes, and Herb Dutton, as well as Steve and I. And so that group met a couple of times, and we considered, you know, kind of where we were and some of these key issues in, in the life of our church and began to put movement forward that was picked up by staff members and staff conversations a lot of reading, hours of talking, just kind of hammering this through uh, to the, bring us to the point of where we are today. We do not have this nice, carefully, neat, in a box, perfect vision. It's not etched in stone. This is kind of a, a movement of where we feel like God is moving us, but the main part of our vision, the central piece of our vision, is to stay locked into a relationship with Jesus Christ and following the leading of the Holy Spirit more than it is. We have the perfect plan. Now let's just go do it according to the blueprint. Uh, but I want to uh, bring you in a little bit just to some of the thought process of what kind of guided this mission process. And one of the things we used uh, was a vision frame process that I think that you, you've seen before that I put up. But uh, this began with the idea of inside of every frame, every picture is the, the frame itself that goes around the outside. The frame is not the picture, but you don't really have the picture on display without the frame. And so we gave some attention, and I'm not going to bore you with all of the, uh, the hours of insights and things that we came up with. We'll refer to some of this over the course of the next few months. But we spent some time with the outside frame. What is our mission? Our mission has been set over the course of the past several years to connect people with God, each other, and the world. Our strategy, our values, and our measures. These things don't change, or if they change, they only change slightly over the course of the years but they really help to kind of set the boundary markers then for what the vision itself is, which is rooted in time, which is changing as we go through the years, as we encounter different uh, things that we need to respond to. It's marked by that frame on the outside. And so then if we go to the inside of that, with the frame secure, the inside, the actual vision itself, the, the picture that we're trying to paint is really a, a layered picture. So if you were to look and you see in the foreground there's a yard and then in the midground there's, there's a house and then behind the house there's a dog running around in the, in the pasture and then in the horizon there's a beautiful sunset. In that picture there are a variety of levels that catch your eye. And so this particular author in this, this process laid out that sometimes the way in which we approach vision as a church is we want to talk in that 10 to 20 year timeline. 
we're going to build a new building. We're going to raise a million dollars to send to, you know, feed, feed people in Africa. We're going to do this in the area of missions. And it's all out there. We don't often know what to do right here. Also, if you just only respond to the things that are right in front of us, is that vision or is that just seeing what's right in front of you? Sometimes you've got to be able to lift your eyes up also. And so the, the, the framework really that laid forth, you know, for this process was, what if we thought about all four levels? What are some things right in front of us in the foreground? What's kind of the one-year big idea in that mid-ground? What are some of the building blocks then towards the future? And what's on the horizon as much as we can see it now and as much details we have it? And so we're going to share with you in the coming weeks some of our, our thoughts for the down-the-road years. But for today, we really want to focus on that one-year big idea. The one-year big idea. And so as the Joel Committee met and as our staff met, we began to put this together and think about this. Here's what we came up with. Imagine an Acts 2.42 church. We'll get to Acts 2.42 in a minute. Where teaching, fellowship, community, and prayer were taking place. And we had the opportunity to connect 250 people actively engaged and moving towards maturity in Christ. Now to break that down, the measurable part is the 250. And where the 250 comes from is we have about 350 people, average attendance, counting kids each week. Probably if you were to take that 350 number, it looks more like 450 to closer to, to 500 in terms of people who during the course of a given month are part of St. John's and would continue consider themselves a regular attender of St. John's. The 250 number was, was just a statement to say, we want the vast majority, we want more than half of our people who engage with St. John's to truly be engaged towards moving towards maturity in Christ. And that if our mission statement is to connect people with God, each other, and the world, that the most important thing we offer is a connection with God, but you don't get there. Oftentimes the, the way in which transformation takes place is through relationships, and that transformation leads us to engage inside of service and ministry and making a difference that God wants to use your life to impact others. At all three levels, that takes place, the building block of that is connections. Not just in the wording of our mission statement, but inside of how that takes place, that we, we form connections relationally and with mission and with ministry and a connection with a God who loves us. And we begin to make these connections of what would happen if the vast majority of us, if more than half, if 51% of us, and ideally we would want, want, want 100. Maybe our number is too small, maybe it's too big. To be honest, we don't know. We kind of picked the number and 250 sounded better to talk about than 286 or 231. But would the vast majority of us here be moving towards maturity in Christ and those connections be established and increasing and deepening? inside of our body, and what would that do? Imagine if that were taking place, what that would impact. And so I want to read for you now, in case you're unfamiliar with Acts 2.42, read for you those verses. This comes after the birthday of the church in Acts, the beginning of Acts chapter 2. The church moves from 120 to 3,000 to 5,000. It's still in the context, though, of Judaism. Everyone, or I would say 99% of those early converts were Jewish. And so they continued to go to the temple. They continued the, the daily rhythms of their Jewish life. Only now they had, we've found the Messiah. We know what we've been searching for. We know what we've been looking for. But it wasn't a new religion. 
And so it would have been so easy for the church to have grown so quickly and to get watered down. And people are still just going to the temple or still just doing their thing and only just with this newfound realization that maybe Jesus is really the one we've been looking for. And so the true test of the early church continuing to grow and make a difference inside of their community was the fact that they did more than just respond to the gospel, but it rooted itself inside of their everyday lives. Acts 2.42, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many signs and wonders performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so what's taking place here is uh, the church continues to have an impact, continues to make new disciples. There's favor with all the people, and the Lord adds to their number daily, but not because they're coming together with, you know, how do we get people to come in, or how do we structure this group of people who have already responded. They continue to set as the hallmark of who they were, how do we be the church together, how do we be the people of God, and so that led us to consider a couple different statements, that healthy things grow. Of all the things that we could place as an emphasis for the next year, evangelistic strategy or how do we organize our, our life or our staff or, you know, the different things that we could focus on. We want everybody to take this one class or all the things that could be an individual emphasis in any given year. What it kept coming back to for us was strengthening the connections and strengthening the health of our church. Because what, as we do that, when you begin to prioritize unity, it it becomes a precursor, it leads then to growth. And so you think of, of people maybe that you've met who say, I'm all right with Jesus, I just don't know if I want to join one of those churches where people seem to bicker and argue and make you feel judged and put down. I'll take Jesus, but I'll pass on the church. By the way, next week we start a series called God Questions, and I think week number three that's the question we're tackling. And so if you have somebody that that's your struggle, bring them on that particular day. We know what Scripture tells us to be true, that they'll know we are Christians by our love. That inside of a world that is growing more and more polarized, more and more opinionated, more and more disconnected, we're busier than ever, but yet we, we build less meaningful relationships than ever. What would happen if a group of people were transformed by the gospel, not to the point that they were perfect or had it all together or were so heavenly minded that they were no earthly good, but what if what God did inside of a group of people was so striking that it became contagious and attractive to a world that's not even sure that they want it? We're not sure that we can believe everything that you believe, but there's something about what's happening there that I got to check out. Because that's what happens inside of the book of Acts in those early days. They continued to, give, to surround themselves with the word of God. They engaged in fellowship, and not just fellowship at a surface level, but the breaking of bread in homes and true community. They prayed for one another. They invested inside the lives of one another. They strengthened those connections. 
could so often be taken for granted that we're just individual people showing up at the same place. But they really became intentional about their fellowship. And, their, and the interesting thing is, when they strengthened what was within, it was the best thing that they could do to continue to reach out. So that's what we're going to think about over the, not just the rest of this morning, but over the next year. Now, how do we do that inside of the society in which we live? In the context of where God has placed St. John's in 2018. And to close out this section, I just want to lift before you the two questions we ended with the last two weeks in worship. The first is, why do we do what we do? Individually and corporately, why do we do what we do? Why does St. John's exist? Why do we engage in the different ministries that we do? What's at the center of what, what we're trying to accomplish? And then second from last week, the idea that when God calls us, he never leaves us in the same place. And so we move forward. We're going to come back in a couple of minutes and talk about this with a whole lot more practical things and some very tangible things that are coming up for us. Uh, but for now, will you join me in a word of prayer? God, we thank you for the opportunity to be part of your church here at St. John's. We thank you for the work that you have done. We thank you for the rich history. We thank you for where you've placed us inside of this culture, inside of this society. With all its challenges, Lord, we're grateful to have the opportunity to represent you inside of our world. We pray that you would continue just to increase our commitment and our resolve to serve you even in the way that we treat and relate to one another here inside of your church. We ask and pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to continue to worship as we invite the ushers forward for this morning's offering.